Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. Uh, today, I'm Dr. Bobby, and with me is Dr. Dust. Hi, everyone. And today, we have Gretchen with us. Hey, guys. So, before we get started, uh, Jess, what do you got in your cup today? I have uh, coffee in an insulated mug because I never drink it fast enough for it to uh, stay warm. So this way I can sip and forget about it. And then, oh, there it is, still warm again. <laughs> yeah, Dog, Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? So I already had my coffee after working out. So I'm just to water, trying to work on that water intake. Awesome. So, and yeah. then, so today we have Gretchen. Um, and Gretchen, we'll start first. What are you drinking in your cup? So I've got some organic fair trade coffee, a little bit of maple syrup, some collagen, and a little bit of raw milk in there too. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Collagen. So we've heard this on a previous episode talking about collagen. Mm -hmm. what, um, what chose you to choose um, collagen to put in your coffee? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So I, um, throughout my whole health journey, one of the things that I started learning about actually fairly recently was all around pro-metabolic eating. And, um, pro metabolic eating really focuses on ensuring that you're ticking the boxes for all three major macronutrients. Anytime you're consuming anything. So coffee included, I spent the vast majority of my life, uh, drinking black coffee on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, and then realized why I was experiencing some, uh, gut issues along the way. And so this was really enlightening to me and what I learned about what it was doing to my adrenals and my hormones. And so coffee can be a wonderful, you know, it has so many medicinal properties, but it's, it can also be very, very acidic and can right. kind of wreak havoc on your digestive system. So when I learned that I was like, okay, I need to make some changes and it's been so much better. And I actually enjoy it a lot more, but I was a black coffee drinker for years, years and years. Huh. So what made you choose the, the milk that you have in there? Um, so there are, if you've dug into raw milk as a whole, it is a well-rounded, uh, just nutrient dense food, um, okay. conventional dairy. There's so much, so many things behind that. And really where, uh, I was actually what I found what what I thought was very dairy sensitive. And when I started to do further research, I learned that it actually had a lot to do with the specific proteins that were being removed through the processing um, with conventional dairy. And if you can find a local farmer, every state is very different, but in Ohio, if you join a herd share, you can actually purchase raw dairy. So cheese, yogurt, milk, from a local farm. And okay. so we do that every week. So eventually once we get and get our homestead started, I hope to have a cow one day to do my own thing, but my sister has cows and they drink raw milk and it, it is so, so nourishing to the body. And so I just put a splash of that in there every day. That's awesome. Yeah. So we would love to learn a little bit more about you and your background and I, this idea of the homestead and then all of the research that you've done with nutrition and just to kind of get a little bit of a better understanding of where we can go with um, some lifestyle changes that might be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime I get asked this, I, I always 
find myself kind of reminiscing and realizing how far I've come, because I think one of the misconceptions that people have around just wellness as a whole is either it's too late to start, or I don't know where to start. And for me, my journey didn't start until I was 31. So this was back in 2017. Um, I had suffered through an endometriosis diagnosis. I was diagnosed in 20, let's see, 2014 was my diagnosis. And, um, I, I didn't really understand why I had to go through this. If you've ever dealt with endometriosis, or if you know of somebody who has, um, it's very, very, it's often misdiagnosed and it's very much misunderstood. Um, yeah, unless you've experienced it. I mean, the symptoms are just absolutely debilitating. Um, and so I, was kind of at rock bottom in my health. I didn't, I I kind of felt like I was given this broken body. Like, what have I done wrong? I was an athlete all my life. I played soccer in college. I thought I ate well, but I was kind of also in the mindset that you could out exercise any bad habit, but I didn't know what my bad habits were. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm active and I'm healthy and I'm actively pursuing this active lifestyle why do I feel like garbage? Like, what is the problem here? Um, and so really my, my journey started with nutrition and I did the whole 30 for the first time and realized, oh my word, there is sugar, um, refined sugar and everything, high fructose corn syrup, like all it, like I was an infant when it came to holistic living as a whole, I had no clue. I didn't grow up that way. And so really, um, I just kind of immersed myself and just started reading anything that I could get my hands on. Um, and this whole world opened up to me and I realized, oh my gosh, I went 31 years without knowing any of this. I can control this. There are things that I can control. There are things that I can't control, but what I can control is my, my, education and the knowledge and the changes that I choose to put in place. And that's really where the passion and the fire was lit within me to teach people about this, because I knew that there were so many women out there exactly like me who had no clue or who had written it off as another, you know, hokey pokey thing that didn't matter. And it, it really does matter. And it's such an evolution in your learning. And gosh, I've made so many changes along the way of what I thought was working for me and really wasn't working for me. So um, it's this beautiful understanding that your work is never done, but giving yourself grace also that um, don't become so obsessed with it to where you are um that's all you think about and that it, you, you almost punish yourself for not making a right decision. You know, we, Bobby, we, we talked about that the other day. It's like, what is clean eating? Like, really, what does that mean? So it's finding what works for you. What are your priorities and implementing those little by little along the way? So when you started, I would, so two questions. So when you started, where did you find your information? Were you just Google searching or did you have like a specific book that you like really enjoyed? And then two, like, what are the biggest things you noticed after doing that first time of Whole30? Oh my gosh. So many books. I should have written them all down. I, it, I am typically reading anywhere from two to four books at a time. 
So that's like <laughs> normal for me. Um, I, I think I read every whole 30 book. Um, let's see the rain barrel effect is also really fascinating because what that talks about is your overall, um, toxic body burden and where is that coming from? So your nervous system experiences, um, trauma in three ways. So chemically, emotionally, and physically. So in those three ways, your, your trauma bucket, if you will, your body burden is continuing to, re to increase until it just essentially overflows. And that when the overflow happens, that's when you get the um, disease diagnosis. That's when you get all of these other issues to where it's like, oh, well, I never felt bad. You know, these were just kind of tolerances like I, but our bodies are so smart. So we adapt. Um, so what that, what, that was a really, really influential book for me, because what that helped me realize was that it really is not just food. It really is not just what you put into your brain. It really isn't just what you use in your home or what you put on your skin. It is every single thing, the people in your life, like your friendships, like, are they toxic or are they you know, fueling you. So every spoke of that wheel of life, every single piece of the pie affects the next thing. So yes, you could be eating great and fueling your body with all these wonderful things, but what if you have a circle that is not supporting you or, you know, what, what does your faith look like? What does your personal development look like? Are you coming from a place of gratitude? So it's every single piece of that, that, it all is interconnected. I love that, that visual that you give. This is something that I oftentimes will work with my patients on when they're first coming in and they're in pain. There's, they're scared. There's all, all these things going on. Um, Self-identity has been affected by something that's going on. And it's, and I'll get this comment of like, well, if I would just blank, you know, insert whatever that is, mm -hmm. I think that this would just be better. And it's typically something that's a self-defeating type of a comment of like, if I would just do X, Y, or Z, lose weight, you know, whatever it might be, then I'm going to, all of my woes would be better. And I, you know, I try and step back and say, it's, it's not that simple. So you don't, you don't get one-sided pain and it'd be because of just weight, right? Wouldn't your whole body hurt if it was just weight, right? Like, I think there's, there's a lot of things going on that contribute to why we don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I'll typically use the, the um, visual of buckets. So I'm glad that you said that because it's, we're constantly having to put just enough in each bucket to keep it all balanced. Mm. So when we put everything into the bucket of, oh, I just need to lose weight. Well, then everything else is getting forgotten, right? And if I put everything into the bucket of, oh, I just need to maintain my relationships in life and not focus on me, um, and then then the bucket buckets tilt the other way. So it's just constant balance that we're trying to do, where we're constantly giving each aspect of our lives the amount of attention that it needs without feeling like we're failing somewhere else. Just yes. because it's not a hundred percent of our attention doesn't mean that it doesn't need a hundred. It needs enough to keep it going. So nutrition, diet, relationships, exercise, sleep, uh, all of it, all of it has to constantly be, be turning. And I think the more that we can kind of get that concept out there of that, it's, it's just a little bit in each bucket, really, that makes a huge difference. And then we tweak it. We make modifications here and there. So change the milk, change the, you know, whatever it is, you know, our morning routine, change it a little bit. 
we don't have to change our entire diet all at once. And then it's way too much and it's overwhelming. But what if we did a small, a small change here? And then, you know, we do a little bit of a change with our sleep patterns and we do a little bit of change with our activity. Maybe we just add 10 minutes to activity and then we're just constantly giving it small little toggles to the point where it's become, it's much more sustainable and not overwhelming, but you're always coming back and looking at it again. It's never perfect. No, nobody's perfect. We're all just trying to figure it out. So I love that you have gotten that concept and that the sense of grace is so important. We cannot beat ourselves up about this stuff. It's got to be, hey, I'm trying this. If it didn't work, guess what? You tried something new Mm -hmm. and it didn't work. Okay. So that's okay. Like move on to the next thing. Uh, I absolutely love that concept. So um, I'm going to be, I've I've jotted some of these books down. So I'm going to be posting these books at the bottom in case anybody has interest in reading them. Um, But I know Bobby, Dr. Bobby has um, uh, a background in Whole30 as well. When we were in grad school, actually, I remember uh, we, it was enlightening when we were going grocery shopping and trying to, um, because we were roommates in graduate school. And so I was like, oh, so we can't get jelly. Oh, <laughs> like it was like those things where you think like, oh, it's like natural strawberry jelly, you know? And I was like, oh no, that's, that uh, has a bunch of preservatives in it. And then the high fructose corn syrup and you're like, oh, I eat granola bars as my snack. Oh, how do I find a granola bar without, <clears throat> without high fructose corn syrup? And I turned to the back of every single box and I was like, they all have high fructose corn syrup. This is like, okay, we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board a little bit about how we're thinking about diet and nutrition. And that was like, um, I mean, it was super enlightening to both of us. And here we are in this like graduate program and we had no idea uh, outside of like reading this book, um, which then started the, the conversation. So um, Bobby, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, but I mean, I remember those sto- trips to the grocery store. <laughs> And so I remember when, before I started, and I don't know how you feel about this, Gretchen, but before I started, I didn't think food, like, did, uh, affected me that much, if that's what I should, you know. But when I did Whole30, I was, like, not feeling good if I ate. I felt even worse if I didn't eat. Like, it was just kind of going back and forth. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this because I have nothing else to lose. And, um... Granted, there was a period like between like week two, I would say the end of week one and all of week two where you're like feeling miserable because your body's like just going through and you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. What am I doing? But like I got, you get into that end of the week three, four and like you're feeling, I just never realized how much food affected me and like what I put in affected me, affected my headaches, affected my energy level, affected just like even the feeling of like, even though I thought I was eating like, okay, like the bloating and like. Um, all of that, I just felt so different. And not that I by any means eat perfect now, um, but I feel like any little switch we can do, and even if it's just one thing, you know, as you guys were saying, can really help. Yeah. So a couple things. Um, Atomic Habits is another really good one around um, simple habit stacking. So essentially one degree of change in multiple areas of your life can yield massive results over time. And it's not so daunting. You're not... I loved the example of buckets and what that looks like. That's such a good analogy. And that book really will help solidify the importance of these tiny little things because you, the, the overwhelm is where people stop or they give up or they say, I'm not capable. And then all of those limiting beliefs come and flood their brains. Um, 
So that was one thing that I didn't want to forget to say, but yes. So what was so um, fascinating around understanding food and, and there's the story and I can't, I, I think I heard it when I was going through my coaching program, but um, my coach was telling me the story around um, it, an analogy essentially where um, this, this guy gets up for work and he's walking to work and he looks at his neighbor's house and there's this dog who's laying on a nail and is like moaning and groaning, but he's not moving from the nail. And he asks the owner and he says, why isn't he moving? He goes, it doesn't hurt bad enough. So the same thing goes for all of these ailments and all of these issues. And, oh, I have this lower back pain. How long have you had lower back pain? I don't know. As long as I can remember. How long have you been having migraines? I don't know. As long as I can remember. I've been taking a leave for them every day for however long I can remember. How long have you been having gut issues? I don't know. As long So it's it's absolutely um, these these things that we have become accustomed to, and we don't realize how bad it is. And it's like, how bad does it have to hurt until you start just learning and making very, very easy changes prior to a full-blown diagnosis of whatever that could mean for you? Because we know this, like genetically, like they're triggers. So if you're, you know, what are you doing to keep that switch turned off? You know, um, And so, yeah, but going through, um, going through learning all that, I mean, I, I put, um, Splenda in my coffee every day for years and wondered why I felt like garbage. And then when I learned about aspartame, I was like, what have I been doing? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had no clue. And when I tell people that they're like, you put aspartame, like put Splenda in things. And I'm like, heck yes, I did. I, I mean sugar-free, fat-free, all of the stuff. And now I'm like, you know, grabbing the full fat sour cream from what I did. It's like, it's, it's just crazy. I remember when they came out with those like fat-free chips. Like, yeah. Like potato chips. And you're like, oh my God, yes, let's try this. And then as you learn, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm just substituting one thing for like an even worse thing like you might as well have the full whatever you're gonna have if you're gonna splurge on something you know have at least a little bit more of the normal chemicals in your body (laughs) exactly absolutely um so Gretchen what um as far as like some of your favorite easy to make recipes this has been something that we've been kind of working on is trying out some some recipes that are new new to us and that are kind of bring a little bit of um, fun into the kitchen. So what are some of uh, something that you would recommend that, that you've tried recently? Um, gosh, one, the, one of the easiest meals, I think we make this like every single week is just roasted chicken with carrots and potatoes. It's like the easiest thing, just throw it in, throw it all in the oven, let it bake for, man, it's different depending on the size of the chicken, but 425 bake it all in a big roaster and it is just easy breezy. Um, we do tacos a lot too. And I love, uh, the Siete brand taco shells. So they have hard taco shells. They have soft taco shells. Those are made with Casava flour. There's no potential allergens in there. Um, still very um, nutritionally dense. Mm -hmm. You don't even know the difference that there's not corn in them either. Um, that's a, I mean, we are such a busy family. So I feel like those are staples 
Um, we do, gosh, roasted vegetables a lot. Um, you can find some great um, uh, kielbasa at Costco that's grass fed. It's okay. fantastic. You can just pop that in the oven too. Um, but we're, we're like super easy breezy. I, we're in the middle of a move, not, well, we're not moving yet, but we're building. And so we're living with my parents right now. So my mom and I have an arrangement. I buy the food, she cooks the food. So I have not actually <laughs> cooked in like a year and a half. <laughs> That's, so That's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. like the best arrangement ever. Yeah. So I'm going to have to like relearn things when we get into the house. Like, mom, do you think you can <laughs> come on over and help me out this week? No, it'll be fine. But Yeah. Which is, um, so that's just something really cool is, um, and I know this from following her Instagram is Gretchen and her family are in the middle of building a house on a farm, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yes, we are. So there's been a lot of exciting things that have happened in our lives within, gosh, a year and a half, I would say. So we actually started a development company. We'd been looking for land, um, never thought that we would want to pursue the farm life or homestead life. Um, my sister has a beautiful homestead in Kentucky. And um, what we found was that we wanted um, just a combination of things, more privacy, more peace, a place where we could really make it our own and just start to learn about how to care for um, God's land. And we had really, really um, we were very picky with what we were looking for in this piece of land. We didn't want 5G towers around. It was really important that we didn't have um, active pesticides being sprayed around. Um, we wanted rolling hills, which is practically impossible to find in Ohio. Um, but we had this list and uh, lo and behold, we ended up, it. we found it, which is crazy. So we bought a 70 acre farm. And, nice. um, yeah, it's, which is crazy. And so my husband subdivided it and then we will be on a little less than 13 acres. Um, and it's, it's beautiful and it's perfect. And so, um, my husband is now doing custom home building on the side, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, um, we look forward to having an orchard and I really would love to learn how to keep bees and, um, have chickens running around, like all the things. So I, like I said, I never thought that I would ever see myself in that position, but we are just, we're so excited for it. So. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. We've, yeah, I've got a little garden and, you know, fruit trees and butterfly garden and it's, you know, and I'm not on that much land, you know, we're much more in the city. Um, I'm in suburbs, but, um, but even with our small parcel of land, we've been able to really create some space where we can grow our own food, teach our kids how to grow their own food ah. and kind of watch the transformation of even metamorphosis is fun. Watching the caterpillars, you know, like we get them, put them in the tent and then watch them, you know, come out into a caterpillar or rather into a butterfly. And then we release them back out and we've got the, you know, flowers and everything that are um, keep the bees and any pollinators happy. So it's been very fun to be able to teach our sons about how to um, just live within nature and how to be symbiotic with nature 
Um, and I mean, I don't think that, I don't know that we'd ever have chickens. We, I mean, it might be a little tight in our yard to have chickens. Maybe we've considered <laughs> it. Um, my husband would love to have some goats, but I, I, I don't know that that would really yeah. work as well. <laughs> goats are so funny. They are Aren't they, they're the best. They I are so goats. funny. My, my brother-in-law's, um, parents, so they have lots of goats and I think that they are absolutely hysterical. They just, they yeah. literally hang out in trees. Like they're just yeah. hanging out in a tree. Like it's the funniest yeah. thing. And they have such personalities. They do. We've got a friend with goats and like, we just love visiting those goats. But um, I don't know, that might be, I, might, I don't know if our neighbors would love if they start <laughs> chatting with us. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, um, so Gretchen, we are so, so thankful for you coming onto the show. And we love that you are able to share some of your, experience in history. And I think it's been very helpful to hear somebody from, hey, this is where I started and what led me to looking into this. And I think there's a very realistic aspect of what it means to feel bad enough. And we don't realize how bad we were feeling until we start feeling better. And then it's like, why, why did I live like this for so long? This is crazy. Um, So hopefully we can bring some awareness to other people that aren't quite there yet, but might start to become there and realize that they, um, they could get to the point of feeling better yeah. and that it's, it's within our control. So that's, that's awesome. And then Gretchen, if people wanted to like follow you more, or like learn more about what you're doing, where can they find more information on you? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have, well, we'll start with, um, Gretchen.truby on Instagram. So that's more of my coaching mindset ditching self-doubt account. So I do a lot of motivational reels on there. Um, my coaching program is going through a massive upgrade. Um, so I was doing life coaching prior to when the world went sideways and then I became a homeschooling mom. Yay. So (laughs) I also homeschool. So as if, you know, my plate isn't full enough. So I, um, I had to put coaching on hold for, for a while. Um, but once we get back into our home, I'll be able to pick that back up again, but I am working on a self-paced program. So you can actually subscribe to that and you can find that information on Gretchen.Truby so that you can be the first to know when that is available, hopefully this spring time, um, living well ambassador on Instagram. That is more of the toxin free talk. So personal care products, understanding greenwashing, starting to make those, um, small little ditch and switches. And then, uh, we also have, um, the home buddies that's kind of following along the homesteading journey and the build journey. And then if you're on Facebook, my group live, uh, living well ambassador kind of encompasses all of the things. So that is where, um, it's a large, wonderful community of really, really awesomely smart people and and so many of my clients. And, um, it's just a really, really nourishing space to be in and a great place to learn more. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We'll get those from her and, um, post them below. So that way you guys can all click on and find those. I love it. So definitely stay tuned. We are going to be continuing with the nutrition month for our next uh, episode and we'll have an individual on who also has had a journey to understanding how nutrition has helped her. And so she'll be up next week. 
And our challenge this week, so we give our, our listeners a challenge. So the topic for this week is mental well-being. And so it's, it's a pretty, it sounds simple, but it's actually harder than you might think. So the challenge is to not feel guilty when life happens. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge. So we know fuel, food is fuel for our bodies. And we want to always kind of think of it in that regard, because it helps us make better choices with what we're drinking and what we're eating. Um, but when we're not crushing it, right, and we make that, that vice choice of whatever it might be for us, you know, um, you know, patients will bring stuff into the clinic. And yeah, I'm gonna have a bite. I am. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't feel guilty. It's okay. You know, just keep thinking of that 80 20 rule, right? As much as as much as possible, as if we're if we're really doing well, 80% of the time, that is fantastic. So don't beat yourself up over the 20% when, when that happens. So, so that's our challenge for this week. So we look forward to continuing the conversation next week. And thank you again so much, Gretchen. Thanks guys. It was a pleasure, honor and a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Thank you.